live at Drake's and Cool Springs. Welcome in Chase McCabe alongside Hal Gill. Would you give a big round of applause to Dante Fabro and Rocco Grimaldi? <laughs> Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Good. How you doing? Now, I understand that this is your first time doing Smashville Live. This is actually my first time doing Smashville Live. Hal, you, you're a veteran. You've been doing this a while. Not a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. <laughs> it, it is, is a, a big, big deal, deal. but, <laughs> you know, I've been there before. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Dante, I forget, and I was telling, telling him this before, he hadn't even played 20 games in the NHL yet, and I feel like every time I talk to him, he's been here for like two years. I know. He, he does have that persona, don't you? I guess so. I'm not really sure. Pull that oh, mic closer. Oh, there, 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 there you go. Hello? There we go. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely feels that way. Rocco, I mean, you're in year two now with the Predators and obviously have a few more games under your belt. But a big win last night, 6-1 to one over the Anaheim Ducks. And I, I, I'll start with this because you two weren't here a few years ago for the Western Conference Final, that battle. But they've had some fun battles against Anaheim in the playoffs. And so I know there's – Probably a little something extra for that. Is that something that came up in the room before the game? I mean, I guess it was it was mentioned. Um, I mean, I remember watching it in the playoffs a few years ago and, and seeing just the battles and the constant, you know, Kessler versus Joey and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff going on. So, um, you know, we know what to expect. Like, I've, I've played Anaheim a few times, and, you know, they play a tough game. They play heavy, and they get, you know, nasty sometimes. Um, but they're... An extremely skilled team too. They got a lot of good offensive players, a lot of good young prospects on the on the rise. So um, we knew we had to be ready. Yeah, just kind of kind of like Rock, uh, what Rock said. Um, you know, I kind of stumbled upon a few videos of you know that playoff uh, series. And um, funny enough, I'm obviously living with with Colton Sissons right now, and um, he was he was able to score that uh, that hat trick in playoffs, which was uh, pretty pretty neat to see. And um, so. I think just seeing that uh, that rivalry over you know videos and, and hearing about it is uh, makes it for uh, a lot more of a, an exciting hockey game to be a part of. Rocco, was that your what was your team growing up like when you you were growing? You, obviously, you moved to Detroit, but growing up, what was your team out in Cali? I was a Red Wings fan through and through all the way through so yeah. since I was about seven right, so years you old. So you no love lost. Or Anaheim no. or L.A. or any of those guys. No. I mean, I liked them growing up, but I was always a diehard Wings fan. Always. Of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so they're winners. Because, you, as you said, you moved to Detroit. You, you know, we've heard the story about your family moving you to, to uh, pursue hockey from Southern California. So, you know, Detroit, that used to be a pretty big rivalry here, too. That's what I hear. So, uh, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just... I love them growing up. I had a lot of friends that happened to be from Michigan, different family friends, and I don't know if that influenced me or not. Obviously, they're a pretty good squad, um, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So uh, it was pretty random that we got a chance to move to, you know, the state that I, you know, grew up idolizing all the players and stuff. So uh, it was really special. I was able to actually live with the owners, um, the owner's daughter-in-law, uh, excuse me, daughter and son-in-law. Uh, took us in for a year the first year we were there so we really got to know the ins and out of you know the, the wings and all that stuff so just uh just a special family really good people um and i wish you know them nothing but the best so you scored your first goal of the season last night and i have to ask the hard-hitting questions did the stick have a name <laughs> the stick always has a name you know that well what was it can you share that or yeah yesterday was mitch mitch all right so mitch simple I, so I have to ask where, where do you get the names from 
Just uh, sometimes just when I'm like a bitch. Sometimes when I'm in a crunch, I just whatever comes to my head, you know, I just say, "Oh, sure, that's going to be the name." Sometimes if I have time, I'll go on like a nameberry.com, like I'm having a child, and look for baby names and pick whatever sounds good. Because I've done that. I, I with a child. I we we were, it was going to be Olivia, and we we held my daughter, and I said, "No, nah, it's not Olivia," and she was Isabel. And do you do you ever go through that where you're like, "I think this is going to be." John, but it's going to be Mitch. Well, sometimes you I'll change your mind. I'll look at the app and I'll, I'll start looking at names. I'll be like, I think this could be Tony, and then you know I'll scroll a little bit more and like, no, I don't think that's the name. But I try to keep it in alphabetical order, so I go A to Z in guys, A to Z in girls, uh, flip back and forth. I try to not name it after people that I know. Um, sometimes, obviously, except for Frankie, it, it happens. That way we, we Frankie, know about Frankie. Frankie happened, and then actually, um, yesterday was the first game I didn't play with Jimmy, who uh, is the grandfather that just passed away, the, my wife's oh, grandfather, yeah. um, who just passed away a few weeks ago. So I played with Jimmy for the first five games of the season, and we'll obviously be gifting that to, to Grandma when I see her at Christmas. Very cool. Yeah, very so, cool. So it's cool when the names actually have a meaning and, and can be special as well. Dante, how do you keep your sticks apart? <laughs> uh, you should probably name them too. Yeah, or is that I, just I, guess, I guess so. I kind of just grab my sticks on the way out. Um, you know, there's a few sticks that I like to use, but uh, for the most part, I try to keep them uh, pretty new. If they get bro- uh, kind of ro- run down and, and uh, broken a bit, uh, I try to switch them out with uh, with new ones. So nothing, no uh, special method to my madness. But um, are you just thinking maybe you should switch to like? A- <laughs> <laughs> and start naming yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, maybe, maybe might be uh, might be a thing I might uh, need to look into. So last night was in Dante. I talked to you after the game and, and asked you the question: of, Did it feel like this was the most complete game that you guys had played? And looking at it, you know, the power play once again connect on that offensively, scoring six goals, but defensively felt like things were a little better for you guys. Yeah, it seemed uh, obviously with that that start we had in the first was was huge for our confidence throughout the, the entire uh, rest of the game, and um, you know I just thought the the guys played really well, just you know with the way we wanted to play and execute our game plan. I thought um, top to bottom we were we were unbelievable, and um, you know I thought we took uh, huge strides in the right direction to to correct the things that we needed to correct, and um, you know big credit to, to everyone with obviously special teams, and uh, that played a huge role into our success that night. I, I wanted to ask you. For, well, first of all, I felt like every everyone contributed in that game, which is kind of what you were looking for. But it starts with Pex. I, you know, uh, <laughs> what can you say about him? I know from he's pretty good. Him, That's I, what you can say. Everyone knows he's good, but I feel like there's there's something that people don't know when you're in the locker room. Like, is there anyone as cool as that guy? No, uh, I never really see that guy rattled at all. He's always so calm, and uh, he's the same guy coming to the rink, leaving the rink, uh, you know, talking to everyone. So uh, just being able to be a, uh, around a guy like that is uh, has a calming presence to it and uh, kind of, you know, obviously relaxes the team a bit and uh, lets him play with uh, obviously no, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what the word is, just no nerves. And um, so he's cold uh, as ice. Cold as ice. <laughs> yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, He's awesome, and obviously with that, uh, he made a huge stop in the first uh, to help us uh, uh, stay up. And, um, you know, it's just kind of how he's been throughout his whole career with, uh, you know, obviously me watching him on TV growing up. He's been uh, he's been that Vesna goalie for, for many years. I know he bailed me out more than more than <laughs> once. Uh, how, how nice is it to, to have that? I know you guys, especially early on, is just offense going, going, and then – 
it allows you to be more offensive and take a chance knowing that he's back there. Rocco, how, how does that affect your game when you, when you guys know that there's pecs back there to make that big save? Well, it's obviously huge, but um, I think the one thing that we can't do is just, you know, think, oh, we got pecs back <laughs> yeah. there. We can kind of run around make and make these saves. So, I mean, even even in the game yesterday, I mean, I know it was, I don't know, 4 nothing or whatever after 2, and um, it seemed like we might have been dominating, but there were definitely spurts of that game where it, it could have gone the other way. Sure. I mean, right. Dante already said the first period he, he stops the breakaway. It was 2 nothing at the time. You know, that game goes 2-1 instead of 3 nothing. Um, totally different game. Stops yeah. a penalty shot in the second. I mean, there's just different different things that he did to impact the game positively for us, and that's what he always does. But um, obviously, it's great knowing that if we make a mistake or you know have a you know er, you know slight error of judgment, he's going to be there for us. But yeah. we also got to try to limit the number of chances that we're giving up sure. giving up on him. Yeah. Besides his play, because you obviously see that. But what had you heard about Pekka the person before you got here? Just that he's. I don't know, a perfect human being. <laughs> I mean, besides, like, most of no one really talked about him as, as a hockey player. Because right. that's just, that's self-explanatory. Yeah. You, we've watched it and we've, we've seen it for years. But the, the thing that I heard when I came in is that Pex is the best guy you'll ever meet. He's the nicest guy. He'll, he'll be the first one to say hi, the first one to welcome you. And, and it's true. Like, you walk in the locker room, Pex is always saying hi to you. I mean, I brought, you know, my parents um, into the locker room after games or different friends and just, you know, to see the locker room and stuff. And... Pex has walked by numerous times and stopped what he was doing and said, yeah. "Hi, I'm Pekka. What's your name?" You know, and it's like right. clearly we know you're Pekka. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, for a guy like that to, to do that, to stop and say hi to my folks or my, my in laws, like that, that speaks volumes. The kind of character he has. That, that's kind of the, the culture of the locker room. When I was playing here, it was great, and I think it was in large part due to, to Pex and um, you know, of course, Roman, the, the leadership, Ryan Ellis, those guys. You guys have a close knit group in in the locker room is it still that way oh yeah absolutely i mean uh for me coming in last year obviously being a bit nervous coming from school and um all those guys were uh, the first guys i met and um you know obviously instantly instantly became friends with them and um you know felt really comfortable right off the bat so um obviously it's a big credit to them and you know what they uh what they bring to the locker room and you know the kind of culture they want to create and um it's just a lot of fun to come to the rink every day and uh and work for those guys yeah first time when i started in this business first time i went into the locker room to do media uh hal scared me so i was scared of hal <laughs> and then pekka was really really nice so it was i was like oh why can't everybody Even be out, like pekka yeah, exactly <laughs> so, so i think everything they say about him is true I was just trying to showcase how nice Pex is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did a good job. By con- the contrast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 6 won the final, and also the, penal- the penalty kill. Uh, you guys are able to, to score a shorthanded. And Dante, I know that was when you my, were in the box. My but, penalty, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Took one for your, the team. I don't yeah, your, defense yeah, exactly, partner, I your defense partner bails you out. Matias Ekholm gets the shot and the score. So I know that the penalty kill has been an emphasis lately. Yeah. Um, I mean... You know, there's certain areas of the game that you need to work on, and um, we thought our penalty kill could have uh, needed some work, and I thought the last two games was, uh, like I'd said before, a step in the right direction, and, um, you know, we were able to get score a shorthand a goal, and funny, I come back to the, the bench, and Matias says, that's what, that's what I'll do for you. <laughs> just joking, obviously, but it was uh, I was laughing, and, uh, you know, it's just... 
it's a lot of fun when you're playing with great players and uh, you know they're able to make reads off um, all these uh, you know long long time NHLers and um, for me first year coming into the league it's it's been it's been pretty surreal so far. What have you learned from playing? I know you played alongside Dan Hamuse last year and then Matias this year. What have you learned from both of those guys of, of being paired up with them? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot that you can uh, say I learned, but um, I think the biggest thing was probably just being a pro and, um, you know, things away from the rink. Obviously, there's a, there can be a lot of distractions and, uh, and whatnot with, obviously, being a professional uh, hockey player. And, um, you know, I thought talking to those guys and um, kind of go over a few things and, you know, experiences they've been through is uh, uh, kind of invaluable for me. And, um, you know, I can use those uh, experiences they've, they've gone through for uh, my own benefit. It's Smashville Live. We're underway. We're at Drake's and Cool Springs, 553 Cool Springs Boulevard, next to Starbucks and Carabas. they got over 20 TVs to watch your favorite team, the Preds. Ten, on uh, Halloween, kids can eat free, so come and check out Drake's and Cool Springs. Chase McCabe, Hal Gill, we're live with Dante Fabro, Rocco Grimaldi. It's Smashville Live, brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. We have more coming next on ESPN 1025 The Game. It is Smashville Live. We're at Drake's and Cool Springs, 553 Cool Springs Boulevard, just next to Starbucks and Carrabba's on Tuesday night. Pint night, $3 pints of Drake's Lager and the beer of the month. This month, it's Founder Solid Gold. So come to Drake's and Cool Springs. And again, Smashville Live brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Chase McCabe from Darren Donick and Chase, 10 to 2 middays. And Hal Gill from the Predators Radio Network. I'm still here. You are. This is good. This is year three for you. You can't get rid of me. I'm proud of you. This is good. Thanks. Thanks. Dante Fabro, Rocco Grimaldi, our guests tonight... Uh, as the uh, Preds will do battle tomorrow night at Bridgestone Arena against the Minnesota Wild. A big win last night over the Anaheim Ducks. But this is the portion of the program where we don't talk about hockey. We just kind of talk about the people. And tonight's people, Rocco, Dante. And Rocco, I'll start with you because I do these Preds profiles pieces for our, uh, our pregame are, show. Which are fantastic. If you, guys, you guys, if you don't have a Preds profile with Chase, you need to get one. Well, I talked to both of them before the season started, so they're, oh. Dante's already been featured. Rocco's yep. got one coming right. soon. Okay. So, All right. we, But Fantastic. one of the things that, that we talked about, which is kind of your journey last year and how you signed as a free agent and you had a couple of call-ups and then David Poyle basically told you, like, you're not going anywhere. So what has this whole journey over a year later been like to this point for you? I mean, it's it's been a struggle at times for sure. Um, you know, I said it a lot last year in, in different media things and interviews. Just there were many times. You know, this is my sixth pro season. There were many times when when I wondered if I was ever going to make it, um, if I was ever going to stick. There's a lot of times that I doubted myself and was almost like, is it even worth it to continue? And last year, um, didn't have many teams reach out at all. And you know, the Preds were the first team to reach out and. Like I said, one of the only teams to reach out. So I uh, took a you know, step of faith, hoping that maybe I could stick with this team. And, um, you know, got sent down out of camp and, and then knew that I had to go to Milwaukee and, and do the best that I could to hopefully earn a call-up and, you know, help Milwaukee be successful while I was there. And, um, yeah, last year was a lot of ups and downs and um, battling to, to, to be in the lineup, battling to stay in the lineup, to, to try to play in the playoffs and different things. So, 
Um, it's kind of just how my career has been thus yeah. far, and I guess it's turned me into a fighter. And you made it. You're doing a show with Hal Gill. <laughs> that definitely means I made it. That's a long way from uh, So I worked, in, I worked with Florida Panthers, and Rocco, I was doing player development, and Rocco was in Portland, and you were battling through there to try to get up, and, and you're up and down, and it was, it was a rocky road. So congratulations on, on fighting through it because you've been through a lot. And I know I was always too slow, and you've always <laughs> been too small, and you're always fighting to get to, you know, to, to break that. Um, but uh, coming from North Dakota, uh, we have to talk uh, college hockey here. I got two college guys up Boston University in North Dakota. I lied. We are talking some hockey, but <laughs> well, well, this is you lied to me. Well, this <laughs> is this is this is not hockey related. This is lifestyle related because you're coming from programs that were as close to the NHL as you get, right? I mean, and, uh, I'll let Dante. You can start it off and talk about your experience at BU. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's a few schools I was actually talking to in North Dakota, uh, being one of them, and. Um, I just uh, just thought Boston was the best fit for me, and um, no uh, no hate against North Dakota. But I just didn't want to live there, and um, so. Uh, but uh, yeah, it gets I think, cold, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? It was it was an unbelievable experience just being able to be a part of that student athlete uh, lifestyle, and um, you know it was it was a bit exhausting at times, but um, you got to meet a lot of great people and um, kind of see behind. Uh, big college programs like that was uh, top notch, and um, getting to see all the the names that have played in that program and and that have made the NHL was um, for me an easy decision to to pick uh, Boston University. And um, me and the coach still have a good relationship. Um, text once in a while, and uh, you know it's been it's been unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to go back in the summers to to obviously complete school and um, trying to. To get my degree, but uh, for the main for the main part, just going back to to work out and, and getting to see all my uh, my school buddies again. And what what can you say about? And if if you guys don't know about North Dakota, it's I've been there. It's that's probably the yeah. nicest arena. Never mind. No, it is. Yeah. Never mind like NHL arena. I'm talking nicest arena I've ever been to. Right. I've, Absolutely. You got taken care of well. It's, it's pretty good there. Yeah. I mean, I was I was choosing between three schools, and um, my family and I visited all three of them on our drive home uh, one summer. So I got to see all of them back to back to back and see the differences and stuff. And I remember the first time I was going to visit UND, and people had said, just wait till you see this rink. Because I'd only seen it in pictures. I'd never seen it in person. I said, wait till you see this rink. You're going to be in in shock and in awe and I'm like okay sure like you know whatever yeah. and I swear I walked in the rink and I, I was literally like mouth was just dropped <laughs> to the floor like you've got to be kidding me that's breathtaking I mean it's like you've got marble floors and leather seats and <laughs> you, you go downstairs and uh, the year after I left they renovated it again I don't know why because it didn't need any renovations but um, that, was, that was one of the main reasons I wanted to go there um, just the facilities were top notch Everything that you wanted to get better at, um, whether it was getting stronger in the gym, shooting, whatever it was, at a shooting room, like they just said anything that you needed to do to get better, they had it. And, you know, that's one reason I wanted to go there. They have such a good program, such a good history. A lot of NHL guys have come through there. Um, and for me, honestly, I know it's <laughs> it might not be seem like the most fun place to live. It's obviously extremely cold, which I didn't love. What city is you in the <laughs> You get used to that. Grand Forks. Grand Forks. So you get used to the minus 40, I guess. But um, 
it's I just I just like that it was a small town and they just loved hockey. They loved yeah. fighting Sioux. Sorry, I mean that's what we were back in the day. We were fighting Sioux. It's changed now. Yeah, they they loved Sioux hockey. That's all they did on Friday and Saturdays was was go to the rink and watch a game. And I just love being a part of a small community and obviously met my wife and some of my you know best friends to this day from there and uh, I've lived there the last three summers too. So I I mentioned I've been to North Dakota, not to Grand Forks. I've been to a little town called Jamestown. Jamestown, yep. And I mentioned you know like what do you do? And I you know I'm like yeah I work in radio in Nashville and cover the Predators. They're like oh Rocco Grimaldi he went to UND. <laughs> I, I know Rocco. I know the Predators. He's I've a heard legend of him. there, buddy. <laughs> you really are. Absolute legend. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> But it is cool to hear the differences because obviously Boston, not a small town, and then Grand Forks, North Dakota, it just the, the two differences. But college hockey, a big deal, and that's something I've learned about over the last few years because down here it, it's, it's not. It's growing because of, of the Predators and everything. But up north, and I know you, Hal, played, played college hockey. And just Providence College wasn't quite the powerhouse in <laughs> the scene, but, but we were up there. But I have to ask, Dante... Coming from college, you get thrust into the mix right away. You're playing playoff hockey and in the NHL, and then you're you're coming here. Now you're you're set up shop. You're playing in the NHL. You just turned 21 this summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, life's pretty good. Yeah. And you, you can say that. You can and, say that. And, <laughs> you know, like these boys are taking care of you, right? No, yeah. Absolutely. Are you taking care of them now? No, no, they're still uh, <laughs> still take care of me. It, no, it's been it's been good. Obviously, it's uh, like I said, coming into the the team last year, I was a little bit nervous, but um, felt really comfortable as soon as I met everyone and um, was able to sit down with the coaches and you know go over a few things. But um, you know, for the m- most part, the the transition was pretty seamless, and um, obviously, there's going to be bumps and uh, bumps around, uh, down the road, and. Um, not that there hasn't been already, but um, yeah, it's been it's been such a great experience for me and my family. Just uh, for them coming down as well. Um, obviously, with my sisters having connections down here, and um, for them coming back to visit their friends and and whatnot, it's been it's been awesome. So just being able to to be here and actually you know live my dream is is uh, surreal right now. So here in a few minutes, we're actually going to take questions from the audience. So if you have a question for either Dante or Rocco. Gina from Promotions is going to come around with a microphone, so get your questions ready for our next segment. But one that I know that you guys probably get asked a lot that I find fascinating, just kind of what was going through your mind the first time you scored in the National Hockey League, just that that moment of being able to score your first goal. For me, it was relief. (laughs) Um, It was my seventh game, and I had no points, and it was kind of just like, how many more chances can I get that aren't going in um so yeah when it happened it was just pure relief and it actually <laughs> ironically was at the bridgestone arena here in nashville at, really? right. against peck arena uh, <laughs> i was i was with the predator or, sorry i was with the panthers at the time and um honestly pretty cool to say that you scored your first goal in peck arena and now that i play with him and know him um pretty cool guy did you guys know that when when washington was here that was the first time that alex ovechkin had actually scored on pekka really? i did hear that stat that's wild <laughs> isn't that crazy that. and dante yours was last year obviously because you, you haven't been here that long but yeah, was, against chicago yeah it was my uh my fourth game fourth game last uh, last game of the regular season and honestly i don't remember a thing really i uh i scored and i i 
can't remember much after that. Like I was, it was such a blur. I was so excited, and the only thing I do remember is like I I scored and I turned around, and then next thing I know, I'm getting a huge bear hug from from Joey. So um, he didn't uh, really the let Joey me. Joey bear hug. Yeah, can't beat that. Yeah, the Joey bear hug. Um, Crushed me, absolutely crushed me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's honestly. And then uh, kind of looking back on it now, it's uh, you can kind of remember things, but um, it was just I was pure excitement for sure. Hal, do you remember yours? Yeah, Grant Fear was in St. Louis. I do remember. Rob DeMaio gave me a a pass from behind the net, and I went bar down. No, I don't know. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how it went in. I didn't really look. I say like you, Dante. You know, it's like. You you kind of you black out for a little bit, yeah. like, uh, that, but yours was yours was a good one, man. Yeah, uh, I remember that. That was nice, and uh, it doesn't matter. It's always barred down when you tell yeah. your buddies. Right? <laughs> do you do you have do you still have the puck? Uh, yeah, I have it on a I have it on a plaque. But my son over here was playing with it the other day. He took it <laughs> off the plaque, and snapping it around the the basement. Don't have kids; they'll ruin your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life advice from Al Gill. Yeah, don't listen. Smashville Live here at Drake's in Cool Springs again. 553 Cool Springs Boulevard next to Starbucks and Carabas. Over 20 TVs for you to watch the Predators on. Sunday, Monday trivia, plus half off beer towers. Coming up next, we go to the audience. The audience will ask some questions. I don't trust these guys. Oh, I, I do. I think it's a, it's a fine audience with a lot of questions. A fine audience. They're my kind of people. That's why I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> it is Smashville Live, brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Live from Drake's at Cool Springs, 553 Cool Springs Boulevard. It is Smashville Live. Chase McCabe, Hal Gill hanging out with you. You can hear Hal tomorrow night alongside the great, the one and only Pete Weber. Legend. Uh, the legend on the Predators Radio Network. Pre-game at 6, puck drop at 7. You can hear me on Darren Donick and Chase. Middays, 10 to 2 on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Rocco Grimaldi, Dante Fabro. They have been nice enough to hang out with us tonight. Really Again, nice. They are. They're awesome. They're good guys. Brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. So we will take some questions from the audience here in just a second. I know that uh, a lot of people are getting ready, so we'll get to that. But Minnesota, this is going to be the second meeting uh, of the month, of the, of the very young season. You guys will see them tomorrow. And a, a Central Division game, I know Minnesota has kind of had their – they're ups and downs, but this central division has been tough already this year. Rocco. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, personally, I think it's probably, you know, the best division in the league. Um, there's just so many good teams, and, um, you know, any team can win the division this year, I think. There's just so many strong teams, and, um, you know, Minnesota's obviously had a tough start. Um, obviously, they're having a lot of injuries right now, too. Uh, so we know that they're going to be extremely hungry to come in here and try to take two points from us. I know they've been playing, you know, the last two or three games have been starting to really play good hockey. And, you know, that I think they have a really balanced lineup. I think they have four deep lines and some good defensemen that can get up in the rush and make plays. So it's going to be a tough game. We've got to be ready from the drop of the puck. Dante, I know that, you know, you, you've followed the Predators, obviously, uh, growing up. But then when you got drafted, you knew coming in that this division was, was going to be tough but going to be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I think so, and, um, you know, just being able to obviously get that little bit of experience last year and um, get a bit of a taste of, you know, what the division's like, and um, coming in this year, it's been, um, 
pretty crazy. Obviously, getting to play uh, Minnesota, I got uh, a te- old teammate that's on that team, Greenway. So, um, yeah, just being able to play against uh, those guys and obviously try and shut them down as best I can. Are you gonna, are you gonna jam them? You're gonna cross check yeah, them? I'll, them? I'll, I'll do my best to get under his <laughs> he's skin. A big, tomorrow, he's yeah. a big dude, yeah. isn't he? He's a big and scary dude, but I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, let's take some questions from the audience. Gina from Promotions is hanging out. Gina, who you got over there? Hello, we've got Eric from Gallatin. Rocco, this question's for you. So last night, LaViolette, he rolled out three guys. The significance of those three guys were three of our four American-born players. Was there anything to that? That's because he's American. (laughs) (laughs) Team America. (laughs) That's all I can think of. I'm not sure. (laughs) He wanted to win. That's why. (laughs) I feel like that's happened a a few times before. (laughs) But... Yeah, Hal, of course, representing, so. <laughs> Throwing sorry, a joke sorry, sorry, Dante. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, in, in, okay, so let me ask you guys this. Because Peter LaViolette has been known to mix and match. That's, that's kind of what he does. And he'll study the game, and Hal, you played for him too, so you know this. He'll see how the game is going along and then play to the matchups. And so what is that like for you guys if maybe you start out on one line and then maybe take a shift with somebody else and then go back to where you were? I know defense with you, you've pretty much been with, with Echol most of the time, but for you and the forward line, Rocco, what is that like throughout the game? Well, you just got to stay ready whenever your number is called. Whether it's, you know, for me, I'm, I'm playing both wings and occasionally take face-offs once in a while. So, um, you know, for me, it's just staying ready, just listening when he's saying the lines. And, um, you know, anytime I go over the boards, it's to play the same way. It doesn't matter who I'm playing with. I'm playing with the first-line guys or the fourth-line it doesn't matter who I'm playing with. I got to play the same game, and you know what makes me successful. And uh, if I'm playing that way, that'll help our team be successful too. Gina, who you got over there? Nashville. Hey guys, um, just wanted to know, like, what's your mindset when you're going into a game, and do you have any pre-game rituals other than the warm-ups? Uh, pre-game rituals. I think. Uh, I have a routine I go through, um, whether it kind of rate, rate to the T. I, uh, when, when I arrive to the rink, when I leave, uh, lunch, naps, uh, all that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I think most guys do as well. But uh, I think mindset-wise, um, you know, you for me personally, I always think about um, my D zone and, you know, just certain certain areas of the game I think I need to be, uh, get better at. And, um, you know, I sit down on the off days with the coaches to, to go over certain areas of my game that needs improvement. And, um, you know, leading up to the games, I make sure I'm, I'm really dialed in on those areas to, to obviously uh, put myself and my team in the best situation. Rocco, what about you? Yeah, I mean, besides the, the normal, you know, do the same thing at the same time on the clock, um, you know, all hockey guys are kind of weird like that. We're in this, if you watch warm-ups, we'll all be in the same spot at the exact, exact same, same time, time every yeah. game. It's, it's hilarious. It's weird, but besides that. Is that, that superstition wait, or is that just, just routine? Honestly, yeah, it's routine, and then you're not running into anybody. No, yeah, no. Right. You know, everyone's it, in their this space. Is, this is what's funny is, like, because I've got through this. It's superstition, but it's. it's it, I'm not superstitious. It's just, what is it? I'm just a little stitious. Yeah. But, it, you know. <laughs> It, there's there's a whole thing. It's like it's just a routine. Yep. It it is a ritual though. I mean, yeah, guys, you have to admit it. It is. You know, yeah, like, it's it, it's a whole team that comes. In. There's no rhyme or reason to a lot of things that happen, but it happens the same time every game, the same way every game, yep. and so 
it's it's a ritual, right? Handshakes yeah. and it's the same handshake, it's, and you're supposed to say somebody will scream something at some time, and then <laughs> oh, it's it's yep. it's a gong show sometimes, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yep. But it's. Uh, there's it's nothing funny, better. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I, I, and you guys are, I enjoy all you can because those are the things I miss is the stupid little things that you do before a game and, and all that lead up. And, you know, once you're in the game, you're dialed in and you're just doing right. your thing. Like you said, Dante, you're going and you're looking. you you, you got to do this. you got to do that. You, but before the game, it's just you're trying to relax. You know, for me, it was trying not to throw up. <laughs> you know, I was, I was nervous before every game. And then I try to just stick to my routine, right? But that's the whole thing. You rely on your ritual. Yeah. All right, Gina, who you got? I've got Zach from Murfreesboro. I'm going to try and get out of the speaker. A little hard in here. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so, Pam, you, um, you're from British Columbia, and I know we talked about the, the college piece earlier. Um, what was it like as a you know picking going to like BU as opposed to let's say playing in the WHL? Um, and kind of second part of that question, the first year you were at BU, you played with I mean some studs. You had Clayton Keller, Charlie McAvoy, Jordan Greenway. What was it like playing with those guys? And, you know, seeing them in the NHL now. Okay, so to the first part of that question, um, WHL or college? Um, I was actually so I was uh, I was selected by Seattle in the first round. And uh, I had always told them, you know, there was an opportunity that I might go, to, uh, might go to school, or I might come to, to the Western League. And um, you know, I uh, I decided to take a year uh, in the BCHL. It's a tier two junior league, tier two junior league. And um, you know, my dad was actually the guy that pushed me to go to school. So not that I had much say in the in the whole matter. Um, <laughs> You know, he uh, he really pushed school hard with me, and um, you know, turns out uh, it was probably the best thing for me at the time. And um, I think I needed a little bit more uh, time for development and, and whatnot to to kind of figure out, you know, who I am as a hockey player and, and a person. And um, you know, I thought I used that time in college, uh, you know, for for that uh, those reasons specifically. And um, obviously, getting a degree is uh, is pretty important as well. So, um, and then to the second part of that question. Uh, yeah, playing with those guys, I was actually Keller was my uh, my freshman roommate uh, in college. So, me and him uh, became pretty good friends over you know the course of uh, our year together there, and um, along with uh, McAvoy and and Greenway, and um, you know the the list kind of goes on with uh, you know the prospects and, and kind of guys we had uh, on that team. So, I think just just playing with those guys, it's like like any other team you're going to play with with the top guys. It's um, you know, it's a lot of fun, and um, you know, you really want to cherish those moments because it's uh, you know you might not last uh, a long time just with uh, you know guys leaving and guys coming into the program. So, um, but now obviously being able to you know play in the NHL and um, you know I've I've been able to play against Greenway already and and Keller and um, you know I'm looking forward to that matchup against Boston to to play Charlie. So, how just, much? I just want to clarify. It's a tough decision for a Canadian kid. Yeah. You, you have to choose between the WHL, which is really, you're saying, I'm going, you're going pro. Yeah. You're going to get paid, and you cut out college. Yeah. So you play Canadian junior, and then th- you're still allowed to play college after yeah. that. So it's it's a tough decision. You yeah. say, like, you need your parents to help you out. Yeah. The, uh, the, t- the tough part about that is that, 
uh, in Canada, they don't talk about college hockey at all. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like it's not even a thing. Yeah, and then uh, it's all all the CHL, all the, the the Western Hockey League where I'm from, and um, so you you get no exposure to what college hockey is about, and um, you know the experiences you can uh, you can have going to play college hockey. So um, you know it's it really opens up your eyes when you uh, get to go down on those those visits to to really experience what it's all about. So. Did, have you had a chance to maybe talk to some of your teammates that did go the the juniors route and just kind of the differences between the two? I have, and uh, I can't I can't sit I can't honestly name one guy that uh, said they'd wish they'd go back to, to juniors. Yeah, because we always talk about our experiences at college and and uh, just playing to beat that exactly. And they <laughs> you know they they said they missed out on a a part that they they wish they could have uh, experienced themselves. Hal, you're still in college. I act like it. <laughs> that's why we love you. That's, that's why you're fun. That's the fun part. You know what? That's you know. I did the whole four years, uh, and I I'd go back in a second. It, you know, and and for young kids out there that are trying to make it and and kind of skirt around it, it, it's college is fun, man. It's it's the best. He is Hal Gill, Dante Fabro, Rocco Grimaldi. We're live at Drake's in Cool Springs. 553 Cool Springs Boulevard, Friday and Saturday. They have a live DJ here. It's not hell, but they do have a live, live DJ I could probably at 10 do it o'clock. If you want. Who, speaking of DJ, is there a team DJ? I know I know. usually one guy in the room is kind of in the DJ. Rocco, you doing it? No. Starts off over with nobody wants my stuff. <laughs> I think it starts up. Okay, this is, this is back to the timing thing. I think I don't know who does it before. Johansson, but um, it's either Smitty or, or Wadi that takes control of the music beforehand, and then it shifts over to Johansson, and then when we're about to go out in the ice, it shifts over to Sisson. So there's okay. a bit of a rotation in the locker room with uh, who plays the music and whatnot. There's like a, so there's a team because wasn't PK when, yeah. when he was here? PK kind of did it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I the, like that. I like yeah, that. I like I mean, a little rotation. Everybody gets to put in. You know, they're, they're I'm dating thoughts. myself, but Ray, music ramps up. Ray Bork yeah. used to take over at the end, you know, in Boston. He'd take over and he played Cher <laughs> for the last song. <laughs> I go, why is this? Why is this guy playing Cher? Yeah. You know, and so I think Sis probably hits it. Oh, right yeah. on the yeah. right on the button on the way out. Yeah, right? yeah, he kills it. Good. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to please everybody though, because everyone has different tastes. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Do you ever rap? Do I rap personally? Yeah, do you, yeah, do you rap? Because rap I know you, you have done that before, right? I have, but uh, no, I can't say I've ever done it on the speaker in the locker room, no. <laughs> maybe a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, maybe. <laughs> Smashville Live at Drake's and Cool Springs. It's all brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine, Chase McCabe, Hal Gill, Dante Fabro, Rocco Grimaldi. We'll have more coming on ESPN One or Two the Game. We're back on Smashville Live here on ESPN 102.5. The game where Drake's in Cool Springs. 553 Cool Springs Boulevard next to Starbucks and Carrabba's on Saturday and Sunday. $4. Build your own Bloody Marys or mimosas from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So come check that out. And again, Smashville Live is brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red, Spir- Red Spirits and Wine. Chase McCabe, Hal Gill, Dante Fabro, Rocco Grimaldi, and as you know, we brought this up earlier, Minnesota in town, 
a lot of home games in the month of October. That has to be fun for you guys to be able to start the season at home and play so many games at, at Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, it was something actually we talked a lot about last year. We uh, we don't think we were at good enough at home. Um, we don't think you know the Bridgestone was was a hard enough place for teams to come in. I think teams were coming in and we were kind of gifting points, you know, here and there. Um, so we've talked about it a lot. Just having you know the Bridgestone be a place that people hate coming to. Teams hate coming in there. They know it's going to be a war if they're going to want to have any points coming out of there. So um, for us to have that many home games in a row and hopefully you know start to build a fort that's you know unpenetrable i guess um is is great and i think we've had a you know decent start it hasn't been awesome um but it's been pretty good and we're, we're starting to build so Rocco, what is the because you guys had the one road trip uh out west but what is the biggest difference you talk about routines and when you're on the road as opposed to home because when you're at home you still have like life that you got to take care of and then on the road it's just kind of time with the boys right yeah, I mean, like you said, when you're at home, you you have different things. You got bills, and you got random things you got to do. Um, some of us have wives, some have kids. Um, it's just a lot of different random stuff and tasks you have to do. Um, when you're on the road, it's it's honestly it's a lot of nothing. It's going out to eat, and it's coming home to the hotel and watching a movie or doing whatever guys do. It's it's just a lot of downtime, a lot of nothing. Um, sometimes in some of those off days or practice days, you want to just you know lay in your bed all day and, and hang out, but. Um, for me, I like trying to get out and, and move a little bit because sometimes you can get so static and just sit in the hotel all day that sometimes your legs don't feel the best. Dante, what's the, the whole road life experience been for you? Go to great restaurants, eat some great food. Um, no, it's, 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 uh, it's been good. I think everyone, every guy has their, their own place in each city that they, they like to go to with a group and um, you know I've, I've been able to experience that a little bit now and um, getting to see some new places which is uh, just pretty cool cities I haven't been to before and um, so it's been yeah it's been awesome guys have uh, you know it's been nice enough to invite me out for dinners and, and whatnot and it's I can't uh, can't complain about the food that's for sure and just like rock said as um, you know Daisy at practice you just kind of want to hang out but I think it's always a good idea to obviously go walk around the city you're in and um, go experience some new things. Yeah, I, I, that would be my recommendation is is enjoy all the cities because there's a lot to offer. It, it, sometimes you get stuck in the rut. You, you know, this is this city we go to Capitol Grill. This city we go to yeah. you know, and you get to the same restaurants. It was always nice for me to change it up. But I, I want to ask you as a team, you guys had the, the home stand, and then you go on the road. Uh, you know how important I, and. I'll tell you, it was huge for my teams. The second we got on the road, we got together as a team. And then, and the bonding started. I know things are different. The NHL, everyone has to tell me the NHL is different now. But is there still that bond that you get from being on the road with, the, with each other? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Um, we were able to actually, uh, we played in L.A. and then uh, flew out to Vegas that night. Uh, and then we had a big team dinner there, which was which was awesome. I think it was the first first team dinner we had uh, of the year, and right. um, I think just just being around the guys and you know listening to their stories and just having fun, just not to, not really necessarily talking about hockey, just talking about life and um, their families and, and whatnot. Really getting to know each other is um, I think a big thing off the ice, and uh, I think that's how you know team chemistry is built. And um, you know when you can. Um, you know, relate to a guy, and um, I think that can go a long way. And just with you know conversations and you know things uh, things around the locker room as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, when you're at home, there's so many extra things you got to do. You know, a lot of yeah. guys have kids and families, and, you know, that takes up a lot of their you're time. You're telling me, bud. You're <laughs> telling me. <laughs> so, when you're on the road, I mean, you, they don't really have those, you know, different things to, to do and different tasks that they have to do. So it's, it's kind of like when they're, when they're away from all the hecticness is, is when, you know, the guys can kind of go out and have fun and, and relax and just talk over dinner and talk about past experiences and this and that. And you, know, you really, like you said, you know, get a bond and be able to get to know a guy more than just, you know, you know how long you've been playing in the league and, you know, different, yeah. you know, kind of servicey things. So it's, uh, it's good when you get to sit down one-on-one or in a small group and get to know guys a lot better. And, and you guys deserve a round of applause. They, they won in Vegas, you guys. Yeah. They had three days in Vegas. Hey, not many people can say that. I was hanging on by a very thin thread when I was out there. These guys went out and won the game. That's impressive. No Vegas flu for you guys. No, and it is, it's pretty cool, though. You know, Vegas is now a stop with, with the Golden Knights and the success that they had. But it's true. It was, uh, it was a very good win for you guys, 5-2. But as we wrap this up, the schedule is picking up. I mean, it's now you're kind of a few weeks into the season, and I know it's a long season, but... Minnesota, as we talked about, the Central Division. And then you guys go to Tampa Saturday to take on the Lightning. No, that's going to be a big test. And then Chicago comes in next Tuesday. So I know there's a one-game-at-a-time mentality, one-day-at-a-time, as Peter Laviolette likes to say. But does it help that you know the, the competition is starting to get better and better as the season goes on? Rocco? Well, I don't know if you know competition gets better and better. I mean, I think from game one it's going to be the same you know through game 82 every team that comes into your building or any team that you go into their building it's going to be a dogfight and it's going to be a war um sometimes you, you you have a great team game and you play awesome and you're able to dominate and play well and sometimes you come out flat but the games that you come out flat you just got to find a way to win so um obviously in 82 games you're never going to be at your best all the time um sometimes the opponent's just going to be better than you but at the end of the day you just have to stick together and try to find a way to win that game I think you you, uh, you hit it right on the head there. I think, you know, there's there's a lot of ups and downs in, in a season. And, um, you know, I think if, you know, you can push through those 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 tough times and, um, you know, times where the team's not playing well, it's uh, it's important. And I think that kind of going back to, to building a team chemistry, I think that's important for, you know, a, a team if that's going to make a big run to, to go through those experiences early on or, or at least some point throughout the season to – to really understand what it's like to, to obviously not not have success and and kind of kind of differentiate uh, between success and, and what works and what doesn't. Hard to believe and, October almost over too. And, and Dante, I'm going to tell you, you're going to start to learn about these guys, yeah. and, and you'll start to learn. <laughs> this guy's going to kill me. This guy's going to try to dangle me, and you're you're going to get better and better. And Rocco, you've gone through that, so I, I think you, the more you play in these games, the more you go through the season the more comfortable you get into a yeah. kind of a rhythm, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, you know what? I felt we were comfortable. This was a good rhythm. We're already out of time. It's hard to believe. But I appreciate Rocco Grimaldi, Dante Fabro for coming out tonight. Drake's in Cool Springs. All of you for coming out as well. For Hal Gill, I am Chase McCabe. Thanks to our sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Stick around. Penalty Box Radio is next on ESPN 1025 The Game.